Well, the Predators finally filled that hole in the top six. Nino Niederreiter is a Nashville Predator. Today, Ann and I are going to tell you why that is a near-perfect signing for the Nashville Predators. We'll talk about what Nino Niederreiter brings to the team. And does this necessarily mean the Preds are done this offseason? We'll take a look at the chances of maybe making another bigger move. That's coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, it's Friday, people. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. So, it took a while. Maybe yeah. uh, caused a little bit of a panic for Predators fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember yesterday uh, when we were talking about Matthew Kachuk, what was the thing we said at the end? It was like, hey, patience. Mm-hmm. We're not really going to know what's going on in David Boyle. He's not somebody where like reports leak out that, oh, right. yeah, they're in on this guy. Uh, so, yeah, that's why it was a nice little surprise to uh, check Twitter and see Nino Niederreiter as yes. With the Nashville Predators, a two-year deal worth $8 million, so a nice, clean $4 million AAV against the cap per year. And mm-hmm. I think this is a home run signing. Yes, this is a Pecorine 200-foot goalie goal. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. Um, and I know, and we're going to touch on the whole Matthew Kachuk thing as well, so everybody just... Hold your horses when I say this, but I don't know that the Predators could have found a better fit for that specific need on the second line and for the whole, the team as a whole. I think this is an absolute gem of a signing. I think th- this is fantastic on, on a number of levels. What was your response when you saw we finally got somebody and we got, you know, need a writer? Well, this was kind of what we were talking about. Like earlier this offseason, we we're putting it, guys, we both like, kind of pointed at Nino Ryder and was like, you know what? This is like the somebody that's, it it seems like the Predators could use. Mm -hmm. Like this seems to be like a missing piece. Like what somebody that would fit in perfectly. Um, He is a pretty decent depth goal scorer. Uh, Mm -hmm. He had 25 or 24 last season. His career high is 25. Uh, past couple of years, he's bounced around like somewhere in the high teens, uh, low twenties, something like that. Uh, not a big like point score. He only averages maybe about like somewhere in like the thirty-five to forty-five range, somewhere in there. But that's fine because yes. the players already have like the prime scores. You have Forsberg, you have Duchesne, you have Granlund, you have Yossi. So what they really miss is that kind of next level of scoring mm-hmm. that's what they lacked last year when uh, obviously Cunning couldn't really get the job done and Tolvanen had a very bad year that's what they were lacking and his style of play and you talk oh, about identity. this is a guy that I think fits in perfectly with the way the Preds want to play 
Yeah, this is uh, just such a great natural fit. And we had talked about this on an earlier podcast about you can bring in some really great goal scorers, but you want to bring in somebody whose natural style of play automatically fits the identity the Predators are going for. You always want to coach the players you have, not the players you wish you had. And you bring in somebody like Nino Niederreiter. He is already automatically his style of play is exactly what John Hines has been trying to coach into this team and and has been successful I would say at just a natural fit somebody who is hard to play against somebody who is willing to forecheck really hard somebody who is not here for style points who's here for you know cleaning up the goals and who's here for you know playing a hard physical game. This is just an automatic natural fit when you look at his style of play and what the Predators are looking for. And I think that is huge. I just don't think you can underestimate that. You, you know, it would be great to bring in somebody who was like, you know, Connor McDavid-y style, all that kind of speed, all that. But this is just such a natural fit that I think Predators fans are going to be pleased with what his style of play adds to the team as a whole and to that second line, because I think the second line, this is, this is real good for the second line. This is real good for the second line. Yeah. And he is somebody who is going to fill a lot of different needs. Obviously yes. offense. he's somebody who drives possession, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who maintains possession, which is a problem that second yes. line had last year. It seemed like there were a lot of places that just kind of died in transition or, mm-hmm. you know, on the stick because of a turnover, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, as you mentioned, is really good at finishing. He can yes. put pucks in the back of the net and very underrated defensively. He forechecks yes. well. Um, you know, he can get the puck out of his own zone. Um, you know, he's he's very good. You know, if he, he makes a mistake, he's good at positioning. If you watch some of his stuff, doesn't get a lot of penalty kill time, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. But he's still very good defensively, you know, at, at least in terms of like maintaining possession, forechecking, pressuring the other team into opportunities. And that I think is something that fits in with the identity pretty well as well. Because, yes. you know, everybody like, I think we saw last year the thing with Cunning, and the reason that John Hines kept playing him was that he at least kind of embodied that same style of mm-hmm. play, where it was the solid four checker. It was the guy who was, you know, you ideally try to pressure into making mistakes. Niederreiter is just basically what the Preds wanted Cunning to be, which yes. was do that, but be effective at it and score a lot of depth scoring on top of that. So this mm-hmm. is exactly, I think, what the Preds were looking for. And it's fascinating because you listen to, you know, some of the talk from the Preds and, uh, you know, in Nino Niederreiter's press conference yesterday, they went all out in recruiting, and particularly Roman Yossi. I mean, there were a lot of great stories in the press conference about uh, um, how Nino Niederreiter's came flat out and said he thought he was going to have a deal on the table with the Anaheim Ducks. Yossi texted him in the middle of the night and basically just asked, what salad, like what contract do mm-hmm. you want? Yep. What's your number? Yeah. What's your number? And and then when Niederreiter told him, Yossi's like, I can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then flash forward, what, a couple hours later, and Nieder, Niederreiter is a Nashville predator. Yes. So it, it speaks to that, that, Roman Yossi knew how much Niederreiter would fit in and that the Preds were willing to kind of, you know, go all out in recruiting him Mm -hmm. to get to come here. I mean, that should tell you a lot 
about the fit neither neither this is going to be a really hard name to say for two seasons <laughs> you almost have to not think about it when you yeah. say it. don't think about it <laughs> yeah it it tells you how much of a fit Niederreiter was to the Preds. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think there is something to be said, not only, I mean, is that a great story, but there is something to be said for the fact that the captain of the Nashville Predators was like, I'm going to hop in here and I'm going to get it done. The Swiss don't miss my friend. Like, you know, they're going to get this done. And it was huge. I think, you know, my heart goes out, not really, but just maybe a little bit to the Anaheim Ducks. But this is not really, not really. really. I'm just saying nice things. Um, But yeah, this is huge. This is somebody that the Nashville Predators players can look at and go, yep, this is a piece we want. So really great story. Very important. Yeah. Um, So there's the counter argument to all this and uh, I guess criticism we've seen on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, is that this is a good signing, but it doesn't move the needle. We want to talk about that. And do we think the Predators still have maybe one or two more moves left to do this summer? So I want to talk about that in a second. But first, want to mention today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. Everything from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So Neener Neener Rider comes in to Nashville, signs a two year, uh, $8 million total contract with the Nashville Predators, $4 million against the cap for each year. Um, we think it's a great signing. Yes. We know that. Uh, some of the criticism from not insignificant Predators people mm-hmm. in the Preds Twitter universe. Um, not a big, I wouldn't say not a big fan, but I think the criticism that they saw is like, yeah, that's fine, but it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't yeah. move the needle, maybe the criticism that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, what are What's your take on that and, and when it comes to Nino Niederreiter? Uh, I, you know, I was really surprised actually to see that. And and I think it's something that we saw more than one person say, yes, but does this move the needle for where the predators are? And my answer is, yeah, it does. You know, yes, it does. And for a couple of reasons. Number one, you have absolutely got to do, you know, the predators number one need was addressing that second line. And so this is addressing that. And you're addressing it with somebody who, like we talked about, style wise is a great fit. I also think the other thing that is underrated about somebody like Nino Niederreiter is the way that he plays the game. This is somebody who finds the pockets of space. This is somebody who is great at, you know, uh, cutting down the middle. He knows the slot is not lava. He is going to get in front of the net. And I think that is a player that the second line is going to do really well with, especially if you have somebody like Johansson, who also is very good at that same thing. He kind of sees pockets of space really well. 
that's going to be really good, the two of them together. And also say we don't get somebody else, you know, say the Predators are done and, and you know, I'm guessing maybe Phil Tomasino is going to get, you know, space on that second line. Tomasino also kind of sees the game unfold in a way that I think the entire second line is going to be better. I think they're going to operate better. I think they're going to read each other better than what, you know, it was just a miss on so many levels last season with the second line. So I think you're not only going to see somebody like Nino Niederreiter come in, who is, you know, around a 20 goal scorer, which is great depth scoring, but you're also going to see improvements in the play of Ryan Johansson, possibly uh, Phil Tomasino. Like this is going to make this so much better. Um, do I think it's going to move the needle? Yeah, I yeah. do. What about you? What was your response when you saw kind of that, that feeling in a couple places? I mean, I get it. You know, we spent the last two days talking about Matthew Kachuk coming to the Nashville Predators. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the guy that Preds fans wanted from the very beginning comes and uh, like nobody's happy. Like everybody's like, oh, no, it's, like, it's like saying you're you're going to stop off at McDonald's on your way home and, and get the kids a happy meal. And then you, you just drive right back McDonald's and cook them like a nice lasagna or something at home like, <laughs> seriously like no, like no this is actually delicious it's this just, is better you know, it's just we really wanted mcdonald's right uh, we really wanted a happy meal to me it's like and i think about it like this and to hit on something you said mm -hmm. does it move the needle like a kachuk trade would in terms of fan excitement probably not Mm -hmm. Does it move the needle in terms of the Preds are now a much better team than they were last season? Absolutely. Yes. Because you have yes. filled what was one of your biggest holes, which was you needed somebody on that second line that could finish off the plays of whether it was Johansson or whether it was Granlund, whichever one of those big playmakers mm -hmm. was setting up for you. And yes. Nino Ryder brings that to the table. And, you know, look, you, you needed some help on defense, too. We talked about the Preds' defense past Yossi, past Ekholm, kind of having some issues last year. They went out and got Ryan McDonough. Mm -hmm. and, hey, look, you know, our, our fourth line last year was a mix of Michael McCarron and, and Matt Luff. You bring in Zach Sanford, who has mm -hmm. So the Predators have filled – you know, three of their biggest holes that were keeping them from being a serious contender last year. Now, yes. on, that, on that end, do I think Nino Niederreiter makes the Predators a contender for the Stanley Cup this coming year? Like, is what they've done enough that you can be like, oh, they're seriously going to threaten Colorado? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But they're a much better team than they were last year. And I think people are like, oh, you know, we we don't want to make moves. It's just going to get us to the playoffs, but knocked out in the first round again. But Nino Niederreiter is a guy that helps you win playoff series. Like, yes, that is, that is a piece you're going to need. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love this for the Preds. I think this mm -hmm. is exactly the place Niederreiter needed to go. Mm -hmm. like, perfect fit for his game and his style. And the Predators desperately needed a player who plays like Nina Ryder to come in and help that second line. Yes. And I think you hit on something really important that I hope people can step back from the Kachuk madness and really look at. And that is that when you bring in somebody like Nino Niederreiter, this is not a lateral move for the Nashville Predators. 
the, you know what I'm saying? Like this doesn't mean the second line, oh, well, they have somebody who fills that spot. This is not a lateral move. This moves the predators forward. I hear what you're saying about, you know, are they necessarily, you know, Colorado level right now? Probably no, but tell me what team, I'm really curious, like genuinely asking, what team is Colorado right now? What team has made a Colorado move yet this offseason? I mean, that keeps them on the pace of being Colorado? Yeah, yeah. Um, Probably I mean, nobody. I mean, yeah. I mean, the only person you could say that's close is, is Tampa Bay, and they mm -hmm. have lost some pieces this right. offseason. Um, you know, there, there's not anybody right now that's on the level Colorado was last year. But at the same time, we also don't know if Colorado is going to be that same team next year. Like Very true. Back, but they sound like they're going to be missing some key pieces from last year's team. Mm -hmm. um, we still don't know what's happening with Nazem Kadri. I mean, that would certainly that's keep so them. Crazy. That would certainly keep them at that same near unbeatable level. Mm -hmm. um, but you never know. I mean, there could also be some teams around the NHL that sort of take that next giant step. You mm -hmm. know, like maybe there's like this is the year that you know Carolina finally with the moves they made you know they mm -hmm. finally get from you know kind of a really good above average team but kind of get stuck in the playoffs that was colorado for you know a long time maybe carolina right. team um we don't know what's going to happen until the games start you know um mm -hmm. so i mean for this you know that, that's all you can do like that's all you can do yes. if you're Nashville predators you just make sure your team is better than they were last year fill the holes you need to fill and, you know, when I look around what other teams in the Central Division did, you know, Nashville is like one of the only few teams in the Central that you look at and say, this is a much better team than the, what they were last year. Mm -hmm. Minnesota has gotten a little bit worse with Fiala gone. Right. Uh, Dallas really hasn't done a whole lot this offseason. Uh, and, you know, St. Louis, you know, they've made, uh, you know, they've few, done a little tinkering. A little bit but not yeah. much. So all of a sudden you're looking at that and you're saying the Preds might be on paper, you know, the second or third best team in the mm -hmm. division right now. So yes. that's all you have to do. If you're the Nashville Predators is just make sure you're getting better, staying on pace with the other teams in the division. And the Preds have done that. Yes, I would agree with that. And so I think to the people who are kind of like, Oh, but we wanted look, this team is a better team than it was three weeks ago. You're welcome. And and again, we're going to talk about this coming up. The Predators may not be done yet. So we're going to touch on how Nick and I feel about that and, and where we think they might still move, not move. I don't know. But um, that's going to come up in just a minute. But first, if you are wondering which NFL stars this season are going to move the betting line the most, uh, Locked On NFL has all of the information that you need. They are giving you this week the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. It's available this week on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So if you watch the Twitter sphere about this oh. signing in, um, mm -hmm. you've maybe seen some conflicting opinions from writers who cover this team about whether this takes the Preds mm -hmm. out of consideration for another big move. Obviously, yes. people are, are talking about Kachuk, but hey, you know, there's still other people out there like JT Miller. Um, you know, you're basically they're saying the Preds are done 
Mm-hmm. Um, some other people say that they're not, that this mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily take them out of any future move. Mm-hmm. It might make it a little bit more harder. Right. But it doesn't necessarily disqualify them. Um, thoughts on that, and. You know, I my initial reaction when the signing was announced yesterday is I'm like, okay, great. Here we, you know, we're good. We got this. This is probably what the Predators are going to do. But the more I think about it, the more I am not willing to say that the Predators are necessarily done because the Predators have made, and again, we just talked about this, the Predators have made some important, important moves The you know, kind of three big areas that they needed to address. They've done that now. I can sort of see David Poyle going, we've come this far. Yeah. Let, you know, we've come this far. We've made this many changes. This might be the time. And when you look at how the Predators did last season, when you look at Duchesne's season, Forsberg's season, Yossi, how Soros performed in net, this may be the all-in window, you know, that you're looking for. And I know that makes a lot of people nervous, and I am one of them. It makes me a little bit nervous. But when you have a team that had individuals playing as well as they did last season, and now you have addressed some of the holes that may have been an issue holding the team back, this may be the time to go all-in on a JT Miller, on a Matthew Kachuk, you know, I, I am not willing to say that David Poyle is done. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I absolutely would not be comfortable saying, yes, the Predators are done. That's my kind of feel on it after kind of thinking about it. Where do you land on this? Well, I think one important thing is it makes them less desperate for a move. Like maybe yes. they're not necessarily out on a player, but mm-hmm. they don't have to make a deal they're uncomfortable with. Um, mm. Now that Good there's... Point. Yeah, they can. But, you know, let's not kid ourselves here. You know, getting Matthew Kachuk would still make this team insanely better. Oh, yeah. Um, And would not only that would also maybe shift, you know, how far in advance that window of competitiveness is stretched a little bit Mm because Kachuk's only 24. You know, you're really kind of re, you know, you're building a little bit of a bigger window there when you bring in a young core player like that. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I mean, it's they don't have to oversell. I would still love if they were in on Matthew Kachuk, but mm-hmm. as you mentioned, it might be a little bit harder now because now the Predators, if you check their cap friendly page, uh, it says just about four million dollars in cap space, but there's kind of some weird stuff going on cap friendly in terms of like where certain players are, like right. you know. They have uh, Marcus Nurmi and John Leonard up on the NHL roster, and they have like Cody Glass, mm-hmm. Zach Sanford, and Kiefer Sher- Sherwood all in the minors, which is where they may not. Yeah, right. Sanford and Sherwood probably are for sure not going to be in the minors. And mm-hmm. let's also forget that you know, not forget that Yakov Trenin still needs a new deal right. as well. So you're kind of up against that cap, you know, the closest the Predators have kind of been to a cap team really in their immediate future, like in their, since I can really remember following this scene, like this is kind of the closest they've been up against the cap. Um, yes. So if you trade for somebody like Matthew Kachuk and you're going to resign him to the monster deal he's going to want, you're going to need some significant cap maneuvering and maybe that's less, futures 
And all of a sudden you need some more significant contracts off the books. Like mm-hmm. maybe that's when you have to do like Ryan Johansson and Dante Fabro. Right. Uh, and, and so that's, that's something I think the predators need to consider is do they want to do that? Like, yeah, you know, I think he would make them better. Um, you know, I personally would do that in a heartbeat, but also like how many instant pieces that you have now, are you going to sell for, for this one piece, even though it's mm-hmm. a really, really good piece? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is maybe like JT Miller, but the same thing would happen with JT Miller is you're going to need some significant cap going somewhere. And at this point, I'm not sure that, you know, based on Miller's contract that Dante Fabro coming off the books would be we'll enough. You would probably yeah. have to do something else to that unless you plan on being like one of those like, uh, like Vegas Tampa teams where you're like, on the cap and have to do some creativeness to get around it, which I don't see David Poyle being that guy. No, Um, no. So it's, you know, it's interesting in that regard, but in terms of the player fit, you know, the predator should absolutely keep knocking on the door because if there's a deal out there that adds to what the predators have already done um, and you can bring in a player like Chuck, you can build around for the future, then that's, that's worth it. Because, you know, with all due respect to, like, Granlin, Duchesne, Forsberg. Oh, no. I'd rather have Forsberg and Kachuk on that same line mm-hmm. than, you know, maybe both Duchesne and Granlin being, like, a number one center. Okay, good. Because I thought you were going to talk about how they were old and we were going to have to be, like, we're going to have the hockey old talk again. Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. But those, those are two players I would like to keep. Yes. Yes, for sure. And I think the other thing that the whole Nino Niederreiter uh, getting him in, getting him as a Nashville Predator does, is it makes the Predators look like a closer contender for some of these players who the Predators may still be looking at. Like if you're Matthew Kachuk, you look at the Nashville Predators this morning, it looks like a little bit different potential here in Nashville than it did yesterday morning before the Predators announced it. And now I'm not saying, you know, that he is um, the second coming of Pecorine or whatever, you know, but it changes what this team looks like. It changes what this team can do next season. And I think if you're somebody like Matthew Kachuk, if you're somebody like JT Miller, it matters that the Predators sign Nino Niederreiter. This may work in the Predators' favor for sure because they are much closer to being a contender now. And that's going to matter. That's going to matter to to those guys. Yeah. I, I think the best way to summarize it, Anne, is I would love that the Predators go out and make another big move, like a splash mm-hmm. that does move the needle in terms of fan interest. But right. if the Predators go into training camp in the season with this team, mm-hmm. I am more than okay with it. Yes. Successful offseason already. Yeah. Yes. I would uh, agree with that. Well, we'll have to see. We uh, have a have a countdown to training camp, so yes. we're definitely going to do that. Um, quick little announcement. Uh, Locked on Predators, now that, you know, some of the free agency stuff mm-hmm. has kind of faded away, uh, we are going to be moving, instead of a five-day-a-week podcast, we're going to be moving to three days a week. We're still going to have the same level of coverage. We are still going to have lots of great guests, lots of great segments. Uh, if there is a major signing, trust me, we will have you covered the next day. 
Uh, yes. But that's just, you know, three days a week. Hey, Ann, Ann and I kind of need vacations. And yes. uh, we, we both have them coming up. So that's a, that's a good Yeah. Um, and we'll be back to five days a week by the time preseason and everything starts. But we're this is just a little off-season siesta. Yes. We'll be back. Can't we shake us. Desperately need a siesta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it seems like I've been doing this for three whole years at this point. Yeah. It's like hockey years. Same thing with hockey players' ages. It's hockey years. Podcasting yeah. in hockey years. For sure. Um, yeah. So we will be back next week with some brand new episodes. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the best and worst free agency signings in Predators history. That's going to be a fun one. We're going to be also continuing our series with uh, Central Division crossovers, see how those teams have done. We'll have some of those coming up later this summer. Um, and, of course, as always, when the Predators do make a big move, if they make a big move, we will be here to break it all down for you. So make sure you're staying in touch with Lockdown Predators throughout the entire summer. And where can the people find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com as well. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you think of the Nino Niederreiter signing or if you think the Predators should go out and keep kicking the tires on other big pieces. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back next week with all new episodes. See you then.